Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Solaray Supplements. Let's talk perimenopause. It shouldn't be a taboo topic. It is a unique time, though, and Solaray can help you find comfort while you navigate your now with their new doctor-formulated Her Life Stages Perimenopause Solution. It offers support for a healthy cycle, hot flashes and night sweats, plus mood and sleep. Own the stage. Visit solaray.com slash astaire and use code STAGES20 to save 20% on this and any stages formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. And what's it like to be someone's disappointment for 20-something years? It's hard. What you're about to hear is an unscripted, one-time couples counseling session. It contains mature themes and listener discretion is advised. For the purposes of maintaining confidentiality, names and some identifiable characteristics have been removed. But their voices and their stories are real. Well, I wanted to... uh... To work on my relationship, I want to make it better, more satisfying, uh, both for her and for myself. I, I tend to be more solitary and like to do things on my own, uh, like time alone. We enjoy the same kind of plays and restaurants, and if we travel together, it's really usually a great time. Put us in the same kitchen together trying to figure out, you know, whether there's crystal light or grape juice in a pitcher. And... I could bite his head off. I want to find ways for us to keep from wandering off in our own direction, uh, because we have a tendency to do that. As far as our sex life goes, we get very caught in just the struggle of it, when I think it could be fun, more relaxed and more engaging for both of us, instead of sad. This couple has been together for more than two decades and sexuality has been a problem, has been fraught pretty much since the beginning. In the past 12 years, there's been um, the impotence and it's like very slow awareness of, wow, this is the rest of my life. I stay in this marriage. Every time we have sexual play, there's like this overwhelming grief waiting for me when I'm suddenly aware now that it's really unlikely that there's ever going to be an election. I mean, there hasn't been in a decade. It's not just his penis that doesn't connect. It's also his entire being that struggles to connect with her in this particular way. And they would like to do something about this because 
he doesn't want to lose her and she's really despairing. But I also think that before they can speak about his erectile difficulties and about their sexlessness, there is another place we need to enter, which is his aloneness. This is Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. If you had an image of yourself as a kid, what would it be? I was alone. And do you think that that way of yours still is part of how on occasion, instead of reaching out to your wife, you decide, I "I better do it. You don't even decide. You just go about things on your own. Right. I I think so. And if you had a few words to describe your family, what would you say? Closed off, distant, isolated. People talked at a dinner table? No. No, we just sat and ate. I think that's one of the things that really <laughs> I is saw uncomfortable. Her face, that's with, why. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, she, that's what she says all the time, that her family is always talking. In my family, we just kind of sit and eat. And what drew you to this woman? Where, where did you meet her? Hmm. Her legs. <laughs> <laughs> but her... Go forward, for it. <laughs> yeah, why not? But more it was her forwardness, her honesty, her ability to just say what's on her mind. What stands out in this couple is that the sexual problem exists within a very defined cross-cultural couple in which the woman who grew up in the United States brings with her a very powerful tradition toward autonomy and assertiveness and the ability to express one's wanting, one's feelings. Whereas this man who grew up in China and then came with his family in his school years to the United States grew up not with the idea that he needed to know what he wants, but he needed to be attuned to the wantings of others. And that that attunement to the needs of the collective is also what has made him wonderfully competent in his work and attuned to her. But there is a paradox in the original attraction, as you will see. It's an interesting thing between what one actually was drawn to and what one ultimately ends up doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you say her legs. Of course, my first thought in my head is when's the last time he touched those legs? Earlier this week. Now, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. If you know you touch them, then you know you touch them. You don't have to go ask her Ah, if it's correct. Right. Because that position of insecurity that you've been in now for so long, Mm -hmm. where she has the truth or she has the count or she knows when's the last time or she knows how often. That's not real. You're as smart as they come. You know to count. Right. So if I ask you when's the last time you touched them, you have a sense. You to tell me. It doesn't really matter to me when, but it's like, do right. you still feel like you can reach out to those legs that you found so beautiful? So, do you get to enjoy those legs or not? I do. Good. Simple. Mm-hmm. And do you think she enjoys it when you enjoy it? I think so. You think? 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. Why you doubt? Um, because it depends on the approach. Depends on the timing. Depends on whether she's busy doing something or other. Depends on whether she's got her mind on something else. So that timing becomes an issue. Um, there are times when I try to touch her, and if it's not the right time, I get snapped at. And what do you do when you get snapped? I back off. Give me an example. If I touch her hair, give her a hug in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, if she's in a hurry to get out mm -hmm. of the house, um, then I back off. When we worked with, um, can I use the first name of a therapist? That's okay, isn't yeah. it? Um, when we worked with Andrew, I really appreciated how he spoke to you once about like how to enter into the buzzing around of me. And I, when he was describing it to you, I was like, oh, that's it. That's just what I need. Like, I, I can hear this. But you know, I just watched him. And I had this image of you going busy, 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 busy. And then he just trying to, you know, to notice when exactly at some point, maybe. And what would happen if he actually said, stop for a minute? When I met this couple, I had a sense that the wife had been speaking for years, repeating herself, begging, asking, despairing, and continuously feeling that his response was too little, too late, or not at all. And so I decided to imbalance the situation by actually having a very long conversation just with him, where she could listen and he could present himself, present the issues, present his wishes, their expectations for our work together, and free her from the responsibility that she had been carrying for way too long. What would happen if he actually said, stop for a minute, you're not going to get late, we need this, or I want this, that would be even more daring. But the man who does that is not a man who can say, I think that she likes it. Right. He has to say, I know, or I'll make her, but in a playful way, I make right. her. How confident can you be? Pardon? Huh? How confident can I be to say uh, that? Um, <laughs> a year or so ago, I was, I, I work, I'm very uh, active in this volunteer organization, and I would be paired with a very strong personality that was a demanding person that things be done absolutely a particular way and could be utterly tactless at it as well. And I enjoyed him tremendously, considerably older than I am. And we were actually in bed, like making, having sex back then. And I said, wow, I'm having this fantasy of what it would be like to have sex with um, this guy. You know what I'm talking about. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I just can imagine him saying, okay, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and it's going to have to be absolutely exact. And for some reason, he kept popping into my head while we were um, kind of lovemaking. And I, I shared that because I could, just, I could just see that. For some reason, that must be attractive to me on some level. Do mm-hmm. you remember the story, me telling you this? Not really, no. Because you took it really well. (laughs) Like you took it right in stride and I was pleased. But are you inviting him? Is this uh, what you just did, uh, an invitation? (laughs) It was kind of... To take charge? Yeah, she said it. That I need to know what I want and go for it, I guess, in, in a way. Can you ask her for something right now? Can I ask her for something right now? Yes. Take her hand. Mm-hmm. And just ask her for something. And you can use her hand to touch you. Oh, my face. And tell her exactly how you want her to touch your face. Does that feel good? Do you want it differently? Different stroke? Different pressure? Just ask for what yeah. you want. That's a problem in No, that, just uh, ask for what you want. That's a problem in that I don't know what I want. Okay, then try out different things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Try it very light. And then tell her how that feels. Just let her know. How does that one feel? I think I like it lighter. Do you want a steady stroke or do you want a touch of the tip of the fingers? I think I like tip of the fingers. Okay. Does that feel good? <laughs> I'm tempted to, to say, I think it does. <laughs> I want you to own it. Okay. And how does that feel? It's nice. Then tell her. That's nice. I like it. Okay. And how often do you do that? Not very often at all. What happens, too, is that when she starts touching me, I have this strong impulse to be touching her. Rather than... Plenty of time. I get worried, too, that she'll get tired of it, she'll get impatient and want to move on. Depends on your feedback. hmm If your feedback says, hmm, keep on doing. Right. That's, in, that's interesting. I like this. I don't know. Do this, that other one again? hmm No. Does it change again? Which one do I like, actually, more? I don't know, but keep on going. And you... Feed the motivation. Right. There is no bigger turn on. Do you know than what? A positive feedback. Confidence. Con- um, she's told me that too. It just came up on, the, on that drive. He's taking less and less on call as he becomes a senior partner and nears retirement. So I don't hear him doing hospital work or on call the way it occupied our life in the past 
And recently we were driving somewhere and I was driving so he could answer a call, remember? Mm. Yep. And um, this is just the past two weeks. And he was going through a quick differential diagnosis with a patient and dealing with it. And when he got off the phone, I was like, there's the guy I met, you know, at work that I fell in love with. I never got to live with him. But a part of what you're describing is that you have never, I'm not sure I've never, but you have not had much experience with asking. Mm-hmm. Right. Knowing what to ask and then trusting that you will receive and then enjoying receiving. It's a new language. You're very good at taking care of other people. You mm -hmm. may not be as good at letting other people take care of you. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. Without experience in that, that he can't act confidently mm. in that manner. You see, you two don't have a problem loving each other. You know, you have this elephant that's been between the two of you for a long time with a complete over-focus on your performance, on the erectile difficulties, you know, and all these ugly words that are completely shaming and emasculating. And you know the word emasculating does not exist in the feminine. That's a plague mm -hmm. for men. So change the language because it is crippling. And it's as if you don't have a whole body. Mm-hmm. There's, we make love with the whole body and a lot of other parts of us, not just with our genitals. If you stay focused on those damn genitals, not much is going to happen. Simply because it's reductionistic and rather boring. And plus mm -hmm. you can't rely on them. But you can rely on your hand, you can rely on your, on your smell, you can rely on your skin, you can rely on your hair, you can rely on... Your voice, you can rely on your smile, on your eyes. My God, there's a lot of instruments mm -hmm. in this orchestra. And you're going to learn a question that was never asked to you as a child. What would you like? I don't think that was a question that was part of the family vocabulary. No. Right. And so it's a little awkward to say, I like or I would like, or this feels good, or this is, it's like I'm going to, this is going to be called the therapy of indulgence. How do we learn to indulge? Mm. To experience pleasure for its own sake. You are listening to Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. We'll be back in a minute. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Solaray Supplements. Dealing with invisible discomfort, confusing health issues, wondering, is it just me? Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. And let's talk about them proudly. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. This first-of-its-kind comprehensive new supplement line made for women by women offers doctor-formulated solutions at each stage, along with libido support across phases. Find the product for your stage and find one complete, easy-to-take solution you can count on for your most common concerns. 
The supplements feature clinically studied ingredients and no soy or hormones. Now is the time to exceed your goals, defy expectations, be an unapologetically powerful woman. Own the stage. Visit solaray.com slash astaire and use code HERLIFE20 to save 20% on any stage's formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Progressive. Most of us are listening to the podcast and multitasking. You may be driving, shopping, exercising, taking a walk. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else that you can do right now, which is to get a quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy and you can save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who switch to Progressive save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers can qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get a quote for your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Now, back to Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel. He realized that this was a question nobody had ever asked him. Do you have permission to experience pleasure and to seek pleasure? And do you have permission to explicitly set out to seek joy? It is very hard for some people, especially for him, who struggles with feeling that this is too indulgent, that this is too selfish. Um, He's a caregiver. He's a caregiver in the full sense of the word, professionally as well as personally, which is part of why she's attached to him as well. But in his way of being such a caregiver, he does not know how to care for himself. And then I could turn to her and ask her, what drew you to him? knowing or suspecting that very often the very thing that infuriates us 
two decades later, is also sometimes the very thing that originally drew us in and was irresistible. And what drew you to him? Our dates were fun. We did interesting things. Um, he was... How old were you? I was 24. 23, I think. Spontaneously. I, I feed him lines all the time. So I'm like, tell me I rock. Tell me this outfit's gorgeous. Tell but me I look great in blue. That, yes. <laughs> but you understand that this is very much another language he has learned. To state things. To make things explicit. And you have to understand that these reactions are very cultural, not only personal. You know that? You know, I, I think I know that. But I don't think she believes that. Believes what? I don't know what we're talking about. Um, that some of what I am is not just me, but my background. Even though I came over when I was really young at seven, I think there's still something there that, from culturally that makes me who I am, and not just me. There's a way that I say, uh-huh, that drives her crazy, because she'll say something, make a statement or something like that, and I'll say, uh-huh. I mean that as, yes, I hear you, but she takes that as it should be a yes. And so she, you get a little annoyed that it's that it isn't and you have preferred to get annoyed than to learn to translate I'd be talking along and he'd say uh huh oh my god it took me so long to catch on and I'd like look at him and I'd be like because it, it's where an agreement wouldn't make sense and so I'd be bewildered and so I'd rephrase it and I might get an uh huh or I might not get another uh huh And I'd be like, but you just said yes. And then I would get, no, I didn't. And then we'd be locked in this insane argument of, no, I didn't say uh-huh. But you do. And people, when people say uh-huh, and, and so on and so on. God awful million times. Most of what you described to me is either his shortcomings or your reactions to his shortcomings. 
it's always him ultimately who who is responsible for what you're feeling and the poor guy can't carry two people leave him out of the story did you know that you were recruited for a play you didn't audition for <laughs> you don't feel it oh I feel it you do yeah I do I feel like I've apologized over and over and I'm so sorry that I led you into this into what into everything that she's missing that if she had not got gotten stuck with me married me she would be so much better off because she would have all of these other things that she misses so that's what I hear and that's what I end up feeling at some level and what do you feel about you then I'm okay I'm fine the way I am and that yes there are things that I should do It would be nice if there were things that were different. It would be nice if I was more outgoing, more communicative, and I try to be. But I'm still okay the way I am. And I feel sad that she's stuck with that and feels that she's disappointed with it. And what's it like to be someone's disappointment for 20-something years? It's hard. Tell her. Um, it's, it's hard to be a disappointment. And yet, at the same time, I think there's something there, some anger. I am who I am. Why does that have to... be a problem for you, I guess, is what comes up. There's an odd sense of over-responsibility, though, that is hand-in-hand with the criticism. Like, and with sex, both with the premature ejaculation right from... the honeymoon I, like the last thing you want to do is criticize a man for any problems like this so I felt like I tried everything possible to make it better and it I felt like there was this huge burden of responsibility on me to to help him feel more comfortable sexually to to try to make things happen sexually and and then when the impotence started 10 or 12 years ago it was even harder trying to be I don't know funny and sweet and seductive and gentle and non-demanding and I mean I ran the gamut over a decade and when I completely burned out 
and thought, I, I just cannot be responsible for this. I, there's just no way I'm making this happen. There was a, a moment with one, one therapist that didn't work out well where I realized in session that he was, he felt terrible about me getting up and marching out of the bed. And um, the therapist said to me, you know, stay, you guys stay and, and be there with him and for him and talk to him. And what I was doing is I was going in the bathroom and I was burying my face in a towel and biting it and howling and crying, frustrated and not wanting to burden him with my sexual frustration because sex was always or so often coming to that moment where like we'd lose the erection and then we'd stop and we'd try things to get the erection back and then a whole over-focus on that. And so I... And if the penis did not comply, then the sex was over? No, it was worse. It was wait 10 or 15 minutes and maybe just lay there together and then then trying again. And I mean, at this point, I've maybe we started playing and and I was uh, aroused and um, maybe he'd bring me to climax and that would be lovely. And then we would try to have intercourse and then things like uh, the penis wouldn't stay hard. So we couldn't have intercourse. So we'd kind of fumble at that point and maybe stop and then there were times where 20 minutes later, like, can we try again? And it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It might get hard, but just briefly. And so we'd stop. And then maybe 45 minutes, I'd get woke up again. And I think it's hard now. And, and this went on for a period of years. I don't know. Do you remember mm, that? I'm not sure if it happened all that often oh, in God. terms of my waking you up. Repeatedly? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Explain I know. a little but- bit. What do you know about your erectile difficulties? What's the issue? What's the issue? Yeah. I don't know what impotence means. Uh, Okay? I think it's a horrible word, but I don't have a clue what it means. If you say to a woman frigid, nymphomaniac, impotent to a man, these are such categoricals. They almost perform the sentence as you're uttering it. I think that language shapes the experience. If you keep repeating, you are impotent, you are impotent. Or if you repeat, you are always aggressive, you are always aggressive, you are so impatient, you are so impatient. You actually end up reinforcing the very reality that you're trying to undo. It is not useful. Mm -hmm. I think these words mean very, a lot of things in the cultural sense, but I don't know what they mean. Subjectively, sorry. So objectively for us, it means that I can't get enough of an erection hard enough to to penetrate and keep going. And have intercourse. And have it, yeah. And when you masturbate? Doesn't get very hard. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have been examined Mm -hmm. by a urologist? Yes. 
And what is the is there an organic reason to it, or is there no organic base to it? No obvious organic base mm-hmm. to it. My testosterone level is a little on the lower side, mm-hmm. uh, but taking testosterone didn't really make much of a difference at all. Any Viagra? Any Cialis? We tried Viagra, Cialis, uh, Levitra. Yeah. And it helps some. Yes. But not completely. But it helped uh, 10 even, years ago, and then it stopped yeah, helping. Yeah, as I gotten older, it's gotten worse. There is an entire experience here, an entire communicative experience of sensuality, of pleasure, of connection, of emotion, of senses, that is completely annihilated by the simple focus on potency or impotence as the defining factor. And furthermore, a symptom is a symptom. A symptom is not the overall definition of a person. You may struggle with erectile dysfunction. You may have difficulty around impotence. You are not unimpotent. Anything that essentializes a person and takes a problem and makes it a definition is problematic. Can I do my own summation in a nutshell? I mean, with the physicality. I mean, the the very, very short... I don't know if that's a good idea. Okay. Can It's his body. Is that okay? No. I'm complying, but it's not okay. Ask him. Ask him what? If you can talk for him. That's talking for him. Like I haven't been in the bedroom for 20 years? Yes, you have been. And it's been miserable. But at the same time, there's a certain dignity about him being able to talk about what he struggles with, that he needs to be able to preserve. It's both ends. Every time you say his impotence, you make him more limp. And every time sex is dictated by the penis, you are both completely missing the point. And if you're going to explore this, she needs to know that you get that it's a big deal for her. Mm-hmm. And that you're going to have to make more obvious. He says he was examined. When you asked, was he examined? Mm-hmm. There's been difficulties since day one and more significant difficulties as of 12 years ago. And he was examined two months ago because he had a urinary tract infection. And the specialist who really did a great job asked these questions that brought all these other things to be discussed. So it was hard to sit and listen to that exam three months ago. And then to hear him say, yes, he was examined. Like so you he- didn't go for the entire 25 years before? No. That's true. May I ask why? Because 
I've looked at it, I've read, and I didn't see that there was anything to be gained. No? No. You've never heard of sex therapy? Well, we went to well, Michael. We, we, we went to Michael, and that was a disaster. And then we saw Andrew as well. Yeah, so, Andrew yes, nice. we've gone to a sex therapist mm-hmm. and didn't get anywhere with that. But did they teach you any techniques for... For premature ejaculation, yes. And also for being able to hold erections. Uh, we've tried the medications. No, no, we've, not medication. Okay. Breath and movement. Breath and movement. No, I don't know about that. Okay. I want you to take her hand. Okay. And I'll just start playing with this hand and this forearm. Just play with it. And you can close your eyes too, if you want. You can go hard, you can go soft, you can go fast, slow, back of the hand. But your entire focus, you are giving touch. In the exercise of giving touch, you have a sense as to how people experience what they owe to the other, how much they feel obligated, how much they feel that they first need to give in order to deserve receiving something, how much they feel that they first need to please the woman, as he does, before he dares to actually experience his own pleasure, as if he has acquitted himself from a debt. And in the experience of taking touch, it's really the ability to be inside one's own body, inside one's own movement, one's own breath, one's own voice, and to be able to do so without the self-consciousness that doesn't allow you to actually experience the fullness of your own pleasure and your own mounting sensations. Breathe from the belly, breathe deep as you take in the sensation, the pleasure of using her body her skin for yourself. Do you notice a difference? Do you? Yes. Yeah? Uh, what pops in my head is somebody's home. That is um, present and enjoying me and to you did you hold back did you want more I probably held back yeah Mm -hmm. okay so here's what I am thinking Mm -hmm. okay and I would continue this exercise for a good 20 minutes Mm -hmm. because I don't think you have ever given yourself full pleasure I don't know if you've done it alone, but I know for sure you haven't done it in the presence of someone where you actually use her for your pleasure. Mm -hmm. Then your giving touch will be very different too. Mm -hmm. Generally, when you give touch, you're trying to be good. Right. You're not being a lover. Mm -hmm. You're being fair. You're being good. You're being a good husband. You're being dutiful. And all of these qualities are wonderful but they suck in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. They're completely anti-erotic. 
You don't use your aggression. And without that, you cannot get an erection. So I should be using my aggression more. Of course. Mm -hmm. But aggression in French comes from the verb agir, to act, to strive, Mm -hmm. not to be violent. Right. You so hold it all together and hold it all in and you freeze your body, which is the actual opposite of what you have to do. You have got to move. And the motion is a wave and you can go as big as you want and, cl- and, just, and, and with the breath because the breath will intensify it. It's not just right. breathing. It's ha. The sound of the breath. Any woman who pushes a baby out knows that without the sound, she can't push. It's the same pushing. Mm-hmm. You cannot have sex without a sound. Just breathing. Mm-hmm. That breath will let you hold and last longer like no Viagra will ever do. This, if you continued to just play with her arm the way you did, Mm-hmm. You do, and you just go on, and, and, and you've become really present in it and fully enjoy yourself. She'll come on her own. But I have to be enjoying myself. But you have to be enjoying yourself. At this point, it's all about your being inside of you. And you have spent 20 something years trying to be inside of her. And it won't work. I ask every couple to send me thoughts, a letter, a feedback after the session. And so a few weeks later, I received a letter from the wife in which she said, my overall feeling remained more resigned than hopeful afterwards. Some couples come to see me and realize that they can have a much better relationship than the one that they have accepted to live in. And some couples come to me and leave with the humility of realizing that this is the relationship that they're going to have and they are going to choose to stay in that. I think the most important thing for any couples therapist is to accept the choices that people make and their own self-determination and not to be neither the defendant of marriage at all costs or the advocate of divorce at all costs. Life is complicated, and so are people's choices. Esther Perel is the author of Mating in Captivity, Unlocking Erotic Intelligence, available on Audible. And her upcoming book is The State of Affairs, Rethinking Infidelity. If you and your partner would be interested in recording a session with Esther, you can find out more at estherperel.com slash audible or at audible.com slash estherperel. Where Should We Begin is an Audible original production. Produced by Olivia Natt and Eva Walchover. Produced and sound designed by Paul Schneider. Recorded by Noriko Akabe. Our executive producers are Esther Perel and me, Jesse Baker. Eric Newsom is our big boss, and we couldn't do this without Lindsay Rutowski and June Cohen. This is Audible. This 
episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.